0: Michael Bloomberg, Democratic candidate for president, made a statement recently, and I was intrigued by that statement. No, this is not going to be a political sermon. Don't worry about that. We're not picking sides. But the former mayor of New York City said, it's his work for more gun control along with his anti-smoking and healthy eating campaigns that have won him God's favor and a sure spot behind the pearly gates. His exact words to the New York Times were, I'm telling you, if there is a God, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to be stopped to be interviewed. I'm headed straight in. I've earned my place in heaven. It's not even close. Wow. Think about that. The candidate has said, I have earned my place in heaven. Now, only if there's a God... And I've done so by doing what I believe are good deeds that will make God happy. And I've accrued enough good points to sail into heaven in the express lane. Think about that. Is that what you believe? Are those your thoughts? These are the thoughts of many in our world today. You know, we we look around the world and we see a multitude of religions, we see a multitude of faiths. But really there's only but two. There's only two. There's this faith that I just shared with you, the faith of works, the faith of I earn it myself, I do it myself, if I do enough good stuff in this world, a works-based religion, I'm rewarded for it after this life. Or, there's another one. And it's called faith-based. And there's really only one religion that holds to that. And that's true Christianity. True Christianity says, I bring nothing to the table. There's nothing about me that makes God having to save me. But God, in His mercy, reaches down and saves me. And I don't do any of the work. I don't earn it. Now, some of you may be sitting there and, saying, well, what about an atheist? Well, maybe an atheist is the third way. They're sitting in the corner going, I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe. That's kind of like a kid in, a, in an earthquake sitting underneath the chair. This isn't happening, this isn't happening. But in the end, they're still in the works format they're saying i got to work in this life to get what i want out of this life and this life is all there is so it's work or faith so you have a choice i either work my way to god and i prove myself or i believe and have faith in god Faith in Jesus Christ, rest on his promise found in Jesus Christ, and guess what? Only one can be true. We as humans want the first one to be true, we want works to be true. We desire that. We want it to be the reality for us to live in. We want to be able to compare ourselves to others and say, I'm better than that person. I've done more good deeds than that person, so you've got to let me in. God has to accept me. But if it is by faith and not of me, I lose my bragging rights. I'm holding up my hands and trusting that the strong hand of God grabs mine and won't let go because I have no strength to pull myself out of the sea I find myself in. So let's look at it a little more closely. Our situation. Here's what God's scriptures have to say. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped. In other words, you can't argue. And the whole world may be held accountable, that's everybody, to God. For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, okay? Justified, be made right. No one passes God's test since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. In other words, we're all accountable to God's standard. Next. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, "Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now get this. That takes being pretty good off the table. Did you catch that? Hey, Pastor Greg, I do my best. Pastor Greg, I, I work really hard and do my best. I, I, I strive, I try. Do you always do your best? Do you always? You know what? There are days I don't do my best. There are days I don't give my best. There are days I fall short of giving my best. And look what this says. Those days, I just got myself in trouble. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. And here became the cry of the Reformation. Here became the cry that brought freedom to so many. Here became the cry that was tattooed on the hearts of so many. The righteous shall live not by works, but by faith. Friends, there's freedom in that. There's freedom. I want this to be tattooed on your heart. I want this to be inscribed. Because this is your opportunity to be free. The righteous, the ones right with God, shall live by faith. Yet we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in jesus christ so we've also believed in christ jesus in order to be justified by faith in christ and not by works of the law because the, by the works of the law no one will be justified the scriptures tell us it's our hope this is our situation it has to be jesus or nothing else But the question comes up, what what do you mean, pastor, by faith? What what do you mean by faith? And that's a beautiful question because we run into people everywhere. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 that Christianity stuff. Yeah, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in God. Yeah, 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 I believe in God. Well, you believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. So it's got to be something different than what the demons believe. It has to be something special. It's more than head knowledge. We're in a nation that still says that most of us believe in God. But what do they believe? What does true belief mean to their lives? Does it change them? So these verses lead us back to the statement we've been examining each week. And I thank my brother Braxton last week for stepping in and leading you so well. He did a wonderful, wonderful job, and I am so thankful. You would not have wanted me last week. I would either have been screaming in pain or been heavily dosed on medication. You would not have wanted either side of me. So, Braxton, thank you. But notice the statement. Read it with me. Starting with is. Justification, salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scriptures alone, for the glory of God alone. Wow. There is freedom in this. Last week you saw that we are saved by grace alone, that there's nothing about us that drew God to us, but God loved us and he chose to love us and he chose to be merciful to us and he chose to give us his grace. And this week we need to understand that this word that keeps reappearing in the scriptures, this word called faith, we're going to see its sisters believe and confess. And notice at the end of the first of of the Galatians passage I shared, the just shall live by faith. The ones made right shall live by faith. It was the shout that was on the lips of the Reformation. It was the truth that was burned on their hearts. It was the truth that set souls free and opened the eyes of the slumbering church. Faith, what is it? Faith in Jesus believing in Jesus what does this mean James the passage we just saw tells us it's more than simple head knowledge about Jesus because even the demons believe but it doesn't change their eternal state so what does it mean to have faith to believe we need a definition Faith is the attitude whereby a man abandons all reliance on his own efforts to obtain salvation, be they de- be deeds of piety, of ethical goodness, or anything else. It is the attitude of complete trust in Christ, of reliance on Him alone for all that salvation means. I'm going to leave that up there because I see some of you writing that down. It is relying on Jesus Christ and Him alone for all that salvation means. Who do you put your trust in? Number one, faith begins with who you have your faith in. Is it worth is, it, is that person worth your trust? Listen to Martha. Martha's in a bad place. Her brother Lazarus is dead. They've put him in a tomb. She had sent word for Jesus to come. She comes to Jesus. If he'd only been here, Jesus, he would live. He says, Martha, he's going he's gonna to rise again. Yes, I know in the last day that, that he's going to rise again. No, no, Martha, do, do you believe in me? Do you believe in me? And this is her answer. Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Notice that our faith is only as good as what we are trusting in, period. The wrong person, the wrong object, and your faith fails. Martha was wise. Her trust was in the right person. The Lord Jesus Christ my question is today with everything that's going around you who or what is your trust in my friend today notice also faith begins with the proper heart attitude Jesus is up in Capernaum and in a busy crowd and notice what happens a centurion. He, a centurion, for those of you who don't know who a centurion is, he works for Rome. He's a Roman captain. He has men under him. He's part of the Roman legion. He comes up to Jesus, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, and this is Jesus, I will come and heal him. And the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. Notice the heart. This is a heart of humility. This is a man who commands others. This is a man who tells others what to do. And Rome looked down on the Jewish people, but this man knew who Jesus was. And he had his faith in Jesus, and he put his humility towards Jesus because he knew who he was. How's your heart this morning? Faith in Jesus means that you have humility towards Jesus. You know who he is. You do not approach him with pride. You do not approach him with arrogance. In fact, Jesus would reply, no one in Israel has such faith. This man came in complete humility of heart. He says, I'm not worthy. I'm not entitled. No, just give me humble hope. How's your heart? Faith understands it needs a Savior. Faith knows it needs <clears throat> A savior. In Matthew 9, Mark 5, Luke 8, I mean, for sake of time, we're not going to go through all these passages. You're just going to have to look them up when you get home. Here's the situation. Jesus is going out to, to heal Jairus' daughter. He's going to literally raise her from the dead, and on his way, he's pushing through this crowd, and there's this woman And she has this problem. She's been bleeding for years. And she's gone to doctor after doctor and been taken to the cleaners. She's desperate. She has no hope. And she says, if I can only grab the hem of his his garment. I want you to think about this. Their roads weren't like our roads. Their roads were dirt, excrement from animals, Excre- excrement from people, mud. Chances are the hem of Jesus' robe was not very clean. And she says, I want to grab that. That'll be enough. I'm not going to even ask him. He won't want to talk to me. I just need a Savior. She grabs onto that robe. He's walking and she's healed. And Jesus actually stops. And he says, Who touched me? And the disciples are looking around, uh, ma- Master, we're, we're in a crowd. He goes, No. Someone touched me. Someone touched me. And they're healed. They're healed. And the lady gets up. It's me. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Faith. Faith knows it needs a Savior. What about the sinful woman? Simon. Simon is a Pharisee. He invites Jesus over to have a party. And he has all his Pharisee friends there. And and they're throwing this party. And Simon's throwing a trap. He wants to trap Jesus. He wants to cause Jesus to mess up. So they walk in this woman. The men at the door want to stop her. We don't let this kind of woman. This is, this is a sinful woman. This is a woman who causes, who's who been caught in so many problems. And Simon says, no, let her in. She'll be perfect for the trap. She comes in. She comes to Jesus. She begins crying, and she washes Jesus' feet with her tears and dries his feet with her hair. And Simon begins to think if Jesus was a real prophet he'd know what kind of woman she is. And Jesus turns and says Simon the one that sins much and is forgiven much loves much. Jesus says You've been forgiven much. Your faith has saved you, daughter. Go. She showed faith. Luke 17, Jesus heals ten lepers. One leper is one of the bad guys. He's a Samaritan. But he's the one who comes back and thanks Jesus. And Jesus looks at him and says, Your faith has saved you. The other nine get physical healing, but spiritual healing comes to the one who believed who Jesus is, who was desperate for a Savior. Blind Mark, The blind man in Mark 10 cries out, Son of David, have mercy. Jesus says, what do you require? He says, heal me. And this man is healed and follows Jesus, and Jesus looks at him and says, friend, your, your faith has saved you. why because he understood he needed a savior when you understand you need a savior when you understand your brokenness when you understand your sinfulness when you understand your helplessness to change your situation and you have found the one who can that's part of faith It'll go against your human pride. It'll go against what we're taught that does not make sense to natural man. But friend, to the one who's being called by God, faith makes sense. Does it make sense to you today? Christian, lean on your Savior. Renew your faith. Friend, if you haven't met Jesus, have faith in Him. Faith is believing in Jesus Christ. Pastor, I want to have faith, but I don't know what it looks like. Yet we know that a person is not made right, justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ Jesus and not by works of law, because by works of law, no one will be justified. It means believing that God sent his son Jesus into this world to live, to die, to be buried and rise again on your behalf, to deal with your sin in violation of the holiness of God. And by doing this, Jesus has made it possible for you to receive forgiveness for your sin and become part of God's family. That's what faith means. Look what it says in Romans 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Did you see that word there, Lord? It means to turn to the way of the one you believe in. In the books of Acts, every time we hear of someone believing is followed by repentance or turning away from their sin and turning towards Christ. In Acts 20, 21, it speaks of repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's saying, faith is saying, I trust God as my leader. I trust Jesus Christ as my leader. Acts tells the story of Simon the sorcerer. Do you remember that story? Simon says, oh yeah, yeah, I want to follow Jesus, I want to follow Jesus, but he never truly follows Jesus. It says that in the scriptures in that part that he still really harbors bitterness and is bound by sin. He plays the game. He may have made an emotional conversion, but he never truly believed in Jesus Christ as his Lord. And when it came out that only he wanted was the power that he saw in the apostles and was drawn to the power of the Holy Spirit and wanted to add to his bag of tricks to make money, he didn't have faith. He didn't believe. He didn't call Jesus his Lord. Friends, faith is believing in Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to have faith. I want you to know that your faith is going to bring you so many blessings. When we put our trust, our faith, our belief in Jesus Christ, it brings blessings. Just went through that, sorry. Still on some of the meds, so you know, you may be getting an interesting sermon right now. (laughs) Number one, when we have faith, we're justified. We are made right. That's a legal term. God has declared us right. The judge has declared us right. It doesn't matter What anyone else says, because the judge has made the decision. That's called freedom, friends. That's freedom. Because you know what? Your adversary is known as the accuser of the brethren. Your adversary is going to come up and start whispering in your ear that you're not good enough, that you're not this, you're not that. How can you call yourself a Christian? Doesn't this, Jesus doesn't like that, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And you need to just look and say, listen, my faith is in Jesus Christ. And God has declared me right. Now get out of here. You don't have to listen to those. those those untruths because of the truth of the Scripture. Because of faith, you become the children of God. Because of faith, you receive the Spirit of God. You are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Because of faith, you receive eternal life. And you can know It's not a guessing game. Because of faith, the righteousness of God has been imparted or placed in your account. It's not your righteousness. It's not your works. It's what Jesus has done. Those blessings belong to those who have faith in Jesus Christ. Some of you are going, Pastor, I'm in a Bible study in the book of James. And I have, whoo! He says all sorts of things like, faith without works is dead. And you've got to work, you've got to work, you've got to work. How does that all fit together? Perfectly. It fits Perfectly. You just got to know where it fits. Let's see if we can help you understand. We turn to the book of Ephesians. And under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, by grace, you have been saved through faith. Sounds like what we just quoted a while back, doesn't it? Through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. You don't earn it, you don't work it. Your salvation is not by your works, for we are his workmanship. Some others call it work of art, is another way of translating that that phrase. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Ah! Salvation then works. Not works, then salvation. Do you see the order? Salvation then works. Not works, then salvation. There's a big difference. I work because of what Jesus has done for me. I work because now he has created me to do things. I do things because Jesus has made it and he's put something in me to do it. I'm not trying to earn my way. And notice these works. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In other words, the works that God is going to have me do, he's laid them out. They're not by accident. Those people that come into your life are not accidents. You say, but I don't want some of those people that God has brought into my life. we have a rule here that when the buzzer buzz at our front door they're not interruptions they're divine appointments now sometimes it's they're divine appointments (laughs) but they're divine appointments because that's what God's word says What if you started treating people as part of God's divine appointment calendar instead of interruptions? Might change something, huh? Notice what Micah said under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He's told you, old man, that's God, has told you, old man, what's good and what the Lord requires of you to do justice and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Why? Because you know God, then you do it. You know God, then you do it. Now let's go to James. But some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Now put that back into the verse. I'm going to show you the faith that God has put in me through the works that God has called me to do. Doesn't that change that verse a little bit? What they're saying here is a person who says, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm safe, safe, but I, I... I don't care what God wants me to do. I'm just going to do my own thing. Then Maybe you need to look and see if you ever met Jesus Christ. Maybe you need to look and see if you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ. Because what James is saying is if you have faith in Jesus Christ, it's going to change you. And it's going to change you, and you're going to, you're, you're, you're going to find yourself going, I, I'm going to have to do something. I can't sit on the sidelines anymore. Now I may only put my toe in the water in the beginning, but i got to get in the water. i, I, I got to make this thing work. i got to do it. Let's get moving. And some of you are going to be tempted to say, I'm going to sit here until that feeling passes. friends if Jesus is Lord if your faith is in Jesus he's not going to let you sit on the sidelines he's going to put it in your heart to get moving that's where works fit in wrap this up faith The biggest thing I want you to remember about faith, faith all comes down to this. Who is the object of your faith? Who do you put your trust in? Two friends of mine went hunting for for quail, in the Arizona desert. And so they hunted in the morning, and then they decided to take a break. They were having lunch. One One of my friends is an experienced outdoor hunter. The other one is more of a, you know, a weekend hunter, hunts once in a while. And my friend, who's the experienced hunter, picked up his gun. And he looked at his other friend and he says, I I need you to trust me right now. And I need you not to move. And then he took his gun and pointed it in the direction of my other friend. He took careful aim. And fired. And shot a rattlesnake that had decided to come next to him and was ready to strike. And my friend is an excellent shot, so he uh, took care of the critter very quickly. And I'm sorry if you're part of the fans of rattlesnakes. (laughs) I hope I didn't offend you. And the friend, I said, what was it like um, having to trust my other friend with the gun? He said, I had a lot of interesting thoughts going through my mind. But I, I knew the character of the man holding the gun. And I knew I could trust that he would not miss. And I knew the trust that he would not hurt me. That he was always going to do what was in my best interest. Faith is only as good That's who you put your trust in. Friend, who is your trust in this morning? Who do you have your faith in? I plead with you. If you do not know Jesus Christ, put your trust in him. If you do know Jesus Christ, that have wandered off, renew your trust in Jesus Christ.